Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we preview the Manitoba Boys Hockey High School Provincial Championship coming up this weekend at Hockey for All Center. And plus, we also learn more about why the Deer Lodge and Thistle Curling Clubs are merging. That's all coming up on the podcast. The championship season of high school sports continues this weekend with the 4A Provincial Boys High School Hockey Championship. Six teams from across the province gathering at the Hockey for All Center, formerly the Iceplex, to face off for the Manitoba title. Members of five of the six teams taking part are at the Sport for Life Center today to talk to the media about the tournament. We're going to hear from a player on each team now. The teams are split into two pools of three. We'll start with Pool A, Garden City, Steinbach, Dauphin. The Garden City Fighting Gophers, they're the top seed in the tournament, and it's by a lot. They had a remarkable season. Went 44-1-2 and overall. Beat St. Paul's in overtime in the third and deciding game to win the Winnipeg High School title for the first time in school history. They won three in-season tournaments as well. They barely ever lose. They're really good as they search for their first ever provincial title. I asked Senator Lucas D'Souza how it felt to win that city title in overtime. You know, it was, it was a great moment. It was something I'll never forget to uh, get scoring with six seconds left and then to end it, especially with that close of a group. It just meant so much to all of us. So how much success did you expect to have this season? And did that, what did the reality compare to that expectation? I think last year we had a lot of unfinished business. We all knew that last year we were mostly grade 11, so we expected a lot more this year. And then, unfortunately, we lost a couple guys. So we knew we knew we had to step up, and then I think this year we just we just kind of bought in. Everyone was playing for each other. What did it mean to win the school's first ever city title? It was great, especially with all those people there supporting us. It just it felt great. So now for provincials, how much extra pressure is it because you want to do the double dip? I wouldn't say it's more pressure. We all know what to expect, and we all know what's what's to come. So we're just, I think we're just preparing. How would you describe your team's style? I think a lot of people might think we're like a really skilled team, but I think it's our work ethic. Like every single every single line, every single player is just giving it their all every every game, every practice, and I think that's what kind of separates us from most teams. So they open against the Dauphin Clippers at 11 a.m. Friday before facing the Steinbeck Regional Sabres at 7 p.m. Those Sabres entered the tournament as the fourth seed after a 36-13-1-2 season. And speaking of first, this is their first ever trip to the 4A Provincial Tournament, something not lost on Captain Seth Bergman. I'm pumped right now. I'm just really excited. This is the first time the Sabres hockey team has gone to Provincial, so I'm just really motivated to get out there and do our best. How has the season gone for your team? I mean, there's been a lot of ups and downs, but definitely we've come together throughout the year. And, I mean, I think we've done really good for all the cards we've got. And I think just overall we've had a really good year with, and we have a strong team. How would you describe your team's style? Um, I'd say we can be pretty physical. So we get into the corners, dump in the puck, and we play with lots of physicality. But we also play with good puck movement, and we... We, we can skate pretty fast, but we do everything at a high high speed, though. So this format where you got two games on Friday and that kind of decides everything, how much pressure is it to perform at your best? Um, there's definitely some pressure. I mean, there's obviously always pressure in any hockey game, but right now coming towards Provincials and end of the season, like this is the most pr- uh, pressure we've felt so far, and there's a lot, but 
I mean, I think I'm, I am, and I know all of us on our team are confident in our team's abilities. So there's a lot of pressure, but I think all of us are excited and have lots of faith in our team. At the same time, though, you're not the favorite, so that takes a little bit of weight off, right? Yeah, it does take a little bit of weight off, but I think it also motivates me and the others because, I mean, we're not the favorite team to win, sure, but, I mean, just saying that makes me want to win more, so... So the top two teams from each pool in round robin play move on. Third place is done. It's very quick. It happens fast. And as mentioned, Steinbach faces Garden City at 7 p.m. Friday after opening against Dauphin at 3. The Clippers did not make the trip today. It's kind of far to talk to me for a couple minutes and eat some pizza. Clippers have never won before. Their best finish was third back in 07 and 08. 30, 12, and 2 this season had the second lowest goals against in the Westman High School Hockey League. So that is Pool A. Now to Pool B, St. Paul's, Westwood, and Portage. St. Paul's Crusaders come in with quite the resume. They did lose the city final in overtime to Garden City. But the last time a team that wasn't St. Paul's won the provincial title was 2015. I didn't even live here yet. There were two canceled seasons in there because of COVID, but they're the five-time defending champs. Now, this season wasn't as credible, incredible from a St. Paul's perspective, record-wise at least, 26-11-1, but it, it's St. Paul's. They've got a reputation of success to uphold, and defenseman slash captain Jack McFeeders knows this team, well, they're going to be playing with a target on their back. Uh, there's definitely a lot of pressure there, but you know what? I think we just got to stay composed and uh, keep to our game, and we can definitely make this happen again. What is your game? Um, I think our game is very, we have a lot of skillful players, but I think it's very gritty, very hardworking, forechecking, backchecking, and uh, yeah. What happened in the final in the city with Garden City? Because that looked like it was one heck of a battle. Uh, It really was, you know, um, obviously that first game we went up, it was very surreal to me. I didn't think that would happen like that. Uh, Second game was tough. We came out a little flat. And uh, third game, obviously, um, very close. Overtime lost. We scored. We tied the game with six seconds left in the game. And uh, you know what? I can't really say what happened. Uh, just a couple lucky bounces, and it didn't go our way. When you get to overtime, though, are you thinking, oh, my God, we, we're going to win this? Or is it still kind of uncertain? Um, you know what? I did think we were going to win it because we scored that goal. We had the momentum going into the overtime, but uh, obviously one lucky bounce and we lost. Went the other way. They scored and, uh, you know, nothing you can say about that. So you don't get the city title, but the provincial one's still available. How much would it mean to you to, to at least get one of two? Obviously it would mean a lot to me. You know, um, it still still hurts from the last loss, but, you know, Winning this one would definitely mean a lot to the school and to the rest of the team for some of the guys who haven't won a championship ever. But how much does it help the fact that y'all won it last year and many members of this team are still around from last year's squad? Uh, obviously, it helps a lot, the experience the uh, from the atmosphere of last year's uh, provincials. So um, I think a lot of guys know what to expect coming into this, and uh, I think that'll help with the experience and how this tournament goes. Crusaders' first game is against Portage at 9 a.m. Friday before battling Westwood at 5 p.m. Now, the Westwood Warriors come in as the three seed, went 27-9-5 this year. And they've got revenge on their mind, having lost in the championship game last year to the Crusaders in their best ever season and also eliminated by the Crusaders in the Winnipeg City playoffs this year. Left winger Evan Warsaba, he wants to make amends for sure. Considering our run in playoffs, we have something to prove and something to show, and uh, I think we can do it. I think it's going to take the whole team, but I think we can push through and make an impact and hopefully win the tournament. 
So you're feeling like you need some redemption here? Yeah. I feel like last year being losing in cities and provincials to St. Paul's that this year having a, another shot and another team to beat, Garden City, they won cities. Uh, I think it's the motivation to to win and make a statement. So how do you overcome that in such a, a short tournament? Because you got two games Friday and then that sets the table for the weekend. We have to uh, go in prepared mentally and physically and have a game plan and trust one another and hopefully we can uh, yeah, win that, win those two games and then move on and advance. How would you describe your team? Uh, I would say it's a great balance between skill and grit and that overall when it comes together we do pretty well and we have kids that can make great plays and kids that can finish and great our D are a little weaker on the back end but we have great grinders back there that make up for this yeah so they open against the trojans of portage on friday at one o'clock in the afternoon that's the final game for portage in the round robin they get both their games done early they are the sixth seed out of six teams coming off a fourth fourth place finish last year 27 and 7 record pretty solid this season and right winger logan buds is happy to fly under the radar um we're confident we know we're a bit of the underdog and I thought we turned a couple heads last year and proved a couple teams that we're not just someone that's just going to lean over and and, uh, just get the run over. So I think that we'll turn a couple heads this year and see how it goes. So how would you describe the two teams you're going up against this Friday? Uh, We we know they're solid teams. We know they're very good in in their league, and uh, they're definitely going to give us a good run. So we're going to just come, try our best, and put out good effort and see how she goes. How much weight is off your back knowing that, all right, we're not from Winnipeg, we're from outside we can kind of be giant killers here i mean a little bit weight off right like um we don't have any expectations on us such as some some of the other big teams so we don't have as much of a any any kind of pressure so we just go there play our game and see what we can do and what would you say your game is uh we we like to play a bit a bit more of a skill game we're not as a physical team a little bit smaller in size so uh we like to put pucks in the net we're not we're not there to really run anyone over but we try to play a little bit of a skill game and keep pucks in out of our zone and keep pucks in the other team's net so to recap the round robin action takes place friday all of it every team plays two games friday saturday first place in pool a faces second place in pool b at 130 then first in pool b faces second in pool a at 330 and the winners of those two games will meet Monday evening at 6.30 for the title. And all these games are taking place at Subway Arena at the Hockey for All Center. Before I hosted the CJOB Sports Show, I was part of a Monday night mixed league at the Thistle Curling Club on Brunel Street. Kind of hard to do that while hosting the show, so I haven't curled a lot since. But the Thistle is in the news recently because they're joining forces with the Deer Lodge Curling Club under one roof, and that'll be at Deer Lodge on Woodlawn. I recently talked to the president of the Deer Lodge Curling Club, Corey Thompson, about it, and I started by asking him why both sides felt this was necessary. So the Thistle approached us um, about a year ago. Um, Their land and situation around their building on Brunel in the West End has all been purchased by a developing company and sort of leveled and flatlined. Um, so they were looking at other options, just seeing the future and trying to be proactive on what's to come and some of the difficulties they might have. Um, and then just in general, curling clubs and the state of curling in our province and city, right, is on a bit of a decline, uh, still quite popular. But um, there's 12 clubs, you know, I think within the perimeter. And in the last 10, 15 years, we've had six or seven clubs. So 
we got talking and you know we don't want to be two more of those clubs that are closing right so we thought let's be proactive and rather than in five years from now have two struggling clubs both close their door and disappear from the landscape let's get in front of this and build one really strong healthy club for the west side of the city so what happens to the thistle building now uh, so the plan for the Thistle building is it will be officially put up for sale this spring um, as soon as the season's done. And they're, again, just going to move forward with um, putting it on the public uh, open market. And so you're going to combine all your leagues under one roof. I guess it'll be a lot less open ice time then going forward? Exactly. That's the hope. We, uh, Despite each having a, a fairly strong membership um it, it's such there's such big facilities and big buildings that we are not even using the ice, uh, you know, maybe 50% of the time, right, or to its full capacity. So we've already worked with them, you know, behind the scenes before this announcement to make sure that all of their leagues have a home and a soft landing and are not going to be displaced. So some of their leagues will continue on in the exact same time slot that they're accustomed to, some may have to move forward, you know, 15, 20 minutes here or there. And a couple of our evening leagues were hoping to just combine. And um, back when I started playing men's league, it was two draws all the time at Deer Lodge, uh, 7, 9, 15. And last few years, we've just been at 7 o'clock. So there's a lot of ice time available. And we're hoping to, to get back to, uh, you know, a full building every single day. When you have that much open ice time as you've been operating under, is it hard to break even financially? Oh, 100%. And that's that's one of the main motivators and why when we were first approached, this was so appealing. Um, not only just, you know, we have the capacity to bring both clubs under one roof um, in terms of just number of sheets and time available, but, the, you know, the increased revenue we'd see from memberships and bond spiels and events, just better attendance at fundraisers um, or a bigger volunteer base, right? There's so many wins on the flip side, you know, staying profitable, we're trying to just break even every single year. I think that's the goal of basically every curling club in the city, to be honest. Um, we really think that by bringing the two clubs together, you know, we're eliminating the need for hydro costs, insurance costs, um, you know, the property taxes on the facility. And they're all old buildings. There's no new curling clubs in the city. Um, so they're just getting more and more expensive to maintain and keep up you know, especially because of the nature of curling, we're only seven, eight months a year. So it's, it's empty for quite a long time of the year. Um, a couple of clubs in the city have cement floors, and most are sand. So it's sort of unusable space for a good chunk of, you know, Winnipeg um, summer times. Are you sand? We are sand bottom, yes. So we would have, uh, you never know. Those are things we've, we would love to get to a point where we're healthy enough to explore what sort of grants are out there and what possibilities there are to put in a false floor or cement or who knows. Those are massive uh, you know, capital projects that we'd have to look at. Goal one is get healthy again and uh, sort of financially sound uh, footing under us. And um, then we can explore some big picture things down the road. So how old is your building? So our building, the Deer Lodge in general, has been around uh, as an organization since 1919. Um, so we celebrated 100 years uh, just right before COVID hit. Um, but the current location on Woodlawn, we're um, sort of tucked away right beside the St. James Civic Center. It's been there since 57. Okay, so that's obviously old. Five years, yes, exactly. So 
um, we've done a, a pretty good job of keeping things up to date and, and uh, you know, um, trying to maintain the facility as, as we go. But like I said, with membership numbers declining, the burden on your existing membership base just becomes greater and greater, right? So that's the, like I said, the goal here with being proactive, um, you know, and all credit to the Thistle executive. That's a really hard decision that they made um, in choosing to say goodbye uh, to their building and location and all the history. Um, but they're also, you know, sadly with their fire that, that burned their previous building, they're, they're a little more... Um, open to this idea they've had to do it before so um they're at least wanting to find a home for their members rather than when other clubs have closed in the past they lock the door and everyone tends for themselves to find a new home how much concern is there over declining numbers oh i think it's massive um across all the clubs right it's uh you know a bit of a there's a lot of societal factors going on whether that's demographics and just aging population there's a bit of a revival now um but it, it's for sure, you know, COVID really forced, um, especially some of our senior leagues, right, away from curling for a couple of years. And then they were really a little more hesitant to that population to get back into it. Um, so, yeah, we're still honestly experiencing a bit of a bounce back this year and hoping that's even stronger next. And how many sheets do you have? Um, so the Deer Lodge has six sheets of ice. The Thistle Curling Club was a five-sheet rink. So that's one of the things that works in our favor you know, their current leagues this season, they have a few during the daytime and weekends that run only three of the five sheets, and we're very much the same. So we have a league operating, but they're only using three sheets or they're maybe four. We're hoping we can have those conversations in the next couple of weeks and, you know, get back to a full building, like I said, each, every single draw. And what's the main food item that everyone loves at Deer Lodge? Ooh, so we are very fortunate at the Deer Lodge. Um, Will uh, Golt, who runs Willie Dogs, um, is our kitchen contractor. And honestly, I'm biased, but he's the best in the city. And so he runs his own hot dog carts and operation in the summer months and runs our kitchen during the winter months. And so for sure, if you're coming down to the Deer Lodge, you got to try Willie Dog. So I remember the one thing my team always got after we curled at the Thistle. My teammate Lorna loved the poutine or fries at the Thistle. So we'll we'll see if they make the turn over to the Deer okay. Lodge, and maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll have to sign up if there's a nine fifteen men's league. I might work for me. Well, yes, great. more than welcome. <laughs> Appreciate the time tonight. Thanks for this, and best of luck with the uh, the merger here. Awesome. Thanks so much, Christian. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this Try to warn you of the day. You may not share our intellect, which might explain your name.